0: magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher.
1: And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a
0: podcast about using magic and energy healing as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience.
1: Yes. Hello, everybody.
0: Hello. Welcome. You guys are going to love it. We have the tarot lady, Teresa Reed, on the show today.
1: Yes. And for once, we interviewed her before we recorded the rest of the podcast. So, so we, we know. can
0: actually say for sure... It was great. We loved it. You're yeah. gonna love it. Really yeah. cool conversation.
1: Yeah, it was really great. So, what car? I was gonna say, if you are new here, actually, um, we pull a card at the end of the show to say to to help us know what's happening in the week ahead. My words aren't coming out all the way. <laughs> to in give us like
0: guidance, Thank just a sort of a like help us navigate the week we
1: draw cards at That's the end right. yeah as I started to say that I realized oh you usually say this because you say it very succinctly and I realized I don't know how to say this succinctly. I could see
0: that you started to kind of panic about it like oh I don't know what I'm ta- I don't know if I'm gonna phrase this right and then it made it worse mm. I, think.
1: I don't think I was panicking
0: maybe Not you panic, were projecting
1: panic. some panic onto me but I consciousness oh really how about that well, I don't want to start this podcast out on a fight, but I wasn't feeling self-conscious. I was just feeling like, oh, I don't have these words. They oh, aren't, oh, yeah. they aren't felt available comfortable to with me. It. I was just like, oh, hmm, what am I trying to say here? You're like, and that's fine.
2: Yeah.
1: You're loving yourself through it. You're, that's great. I mean... Text. I'm not going to fight with you about I that. Know that if sounds I was plausible. Loving myself through it, but I wasn't. I, let's say I felt neutral about myself. <laughs> i felt, neutral. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so
0: last week mm-hmm. you drew uh, Yin, the Yin card oh, yeah. from the. Uh, heavenly bodies astrology oracle Mm -hmm. and I drew honor the cycles from cosmic dancer oracle so it was like both of them were kind of like chill like go at your own pace listen to what listen to your body listen to what feels right to you don't push it don't force it It was that kind of deal yes
1: you know i wish i had really taken that to heart i'll just oh, say oh really that. that would have been helpful well it wasn't like a bad week or anything but it was sort of like i think i was fighting the natural cycles. Oh. Much as you felt I was during the opening when I couldn't figure <laughs> out what I was trying to say. I felt like I was like uh, uh uh like kind of I wanted it to feel more flowy and it wasn't feeling that flowy to me. And you know, and I'm going to be talking about this actually in the energy report later, but um but yeah, I think I actually could have been kinder to myself in terms of just letting things go I wish I could have an example but it really was just it was kind of in a non-specific way I just sort of felt like like for instance I'm supposed to be writing my book I'm recording my classes for the class coming up and and I was being like a little bit like oh I should be in this certain state before I start
2: Oh, doing these yeah. things,
1: you know, that kind of thing, instead of just letting myself be where I was.
0: That is really interesting because I I think maybe because I really did so much really high-quality relaxing, as I was talking about, <laughs> yeah. then this last week, it was really interesting because I did start a new project. I don't want to talk about what it is yet, but I, did, I was like, oh, I had this idea for this new project that I started. And I did approach it in a totally different way oh. than I normally approach product, projects. Oh. Like, I would be like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to write a little bit, and then I'm going to go read my book and kind of just hang out with Solo. And mm-hmm. then I'd be like, oh, I know, I'm going to write this. And then I would go write that. Oh. And it just felt, because in the past, I I have in the past been like, um, Okay, here we go. It, it, this is my job. I'm gonna write, and and I do enjoy writing. But it was just kind of more of that not not yin, yes, more yes. more yang. <laughs> yes. But the yin was fun, and it also is like I, I'm organizing it differently. But every project does seem to want to come mm. out differently. But it's like yeah. more like, well, let me just write this, and then see what I want to write after that, and mm. just take as much time as I need. I can always rearrange it. Just having oh. that, I just don't normally haven't no. in the past had that. That's so,
1: great. Yeah. That's very the opposite of your Capricorn rising. It's much more like my Pisces rising.
0: Right. It's been nice. And then, yeah. but the Capricorn, I mean, I still am like, oh, well, and it also is getting done. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's an interesting thing to be like, that must have been incorrect
1: thinking that I would have get things done if I didn't like force myself to do yes. it in that way. So. Yes. Well, I did find it was interesting because I did do all the work I had to do. I mean, it's kind of hard to know exactly when you're writing a book, specifically how much you are supposed to get done, you know. But I I feel good about the amount. It was just like the beforehand was when I was like, oh, I need to feel, you know, it actually is very pisces rising of me because it's like I need to feel this way I need to feel in the flow oh, before right. I do it but um instead of the opposite of what you were saying where it's like I'm going to go to work like how you used to do it
0: well I mean I might again in the future I don't want to say I'll never do that it has no, served never me again well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean because I do like I do think that a lot of people want to write and then they don't write. And that's why. Because they're like, oh, I have to be in the right mood. I have to right. be inspired. in right. like, When really you can get in the mood and you get inspired when you well, sit down yes. and you do it.
2: Well,
1: what I was going to say was I sat down and did it anyway and I found myself right there in it. Like it exactly. all went really great and I did feel very flowy as I was in it. But it was like the before and then, kind of the after too. Like, I really enjoyed it, but then I had to do the. Ne- I, I think it's just I'm busier than I usually am, with certain tasks I have to fill. So I think it's like, my Pisces doesn't like it. It's like, mm. and same maybe also my Libra. It's like, let's just really, you have more than you have four things you have to do today. <laughs> That's like, interesting because yeah. I feel like we're reverse our normal because yes. I feel like yes. I have
0: been having less to do. Yeah. And so then that does make it easier to be like, oh, I'll just ride and then I'll stop and pet the cat and I'll go for a walk and then I'll
1: come back and write. You know, speaking of cats, yesterday, um, I am also like having less days where I'm working with clients one on one. And so I'm having more in a certain amount of days. Anyway, the point being, I I don't know if that didn't (laughs) relate to this at all. I'm not panicking, though, Tess. But <laughs> when I, I was like, the cats don't love me anymore. I think only my California cats loved me because all the California cats have died except for Ron. And um, but then as soon as I said that yesterday, I sat down to write something. And all of a sudden I had five cats and a dog on me. So Aww. that was nice. I Oh, you thought your that. cats didn't love you. I'm sure that's not true. Well, it's just the other cats like Greggy and Dr. Schwartz, they were obsessed with me. You know, Aww. like I would go to the bathroom and Greg would like get up from wherever he was and be like, ah! and then he'd make oh. that noise and then come over and sit on my lap. Like anywhere I would go. Like if I was on the other side of the bed and he was sleeping on the pillow, he'd be like, ah! you're there like meow. and then you come mm. over and sit with me and no none of them do that anymore I but mean it I think that it has to do with their personality does it? mean I they don't know well they're from California I know they the other cats they had a cow Cal- I'm from California they're from California maybe they just felt it and now these <laughs> North Carolina cats I don't have
0: I have a California cat and he doesn't want to follow me around he loves me though but he's just not a cuddler
1: yeah I don't think they don't love me I guess I guess I just feel like they feel they don't understand that I'm actually a cat the way the other ones did is my feeling about it but um anyway as soon as I said that yesterday Ron slept with me all night so that was nice Ron I guess that was a real a real uh detour I just took us on any Uh shall we talk now about your planner?
0: Yeah, so my planner is here. My 2022 Your Most Magical Year Yet planner
2: hmm.
0: is available finally. Yay. So it just Amazon took a moment for it to show up correctly. And you guys don't need to know this part. But was anyway, it the
1: shipping can... crisis?
0: No, it was oh. for some reason just the description wasn't showing up. I don't know. Oh. Okay. I don't know how that but anyway it's there you can go you can order it it's beautiful I love Mm. it Mm. you're gonna love it and you can get it at Amazon so just go to Amazon and you can search Tess Whitehurst
1: 2022 and you'll find it and you should probably get it soon because you know of the aforementioned shipping crisis Right.
0: And you have like, I forgot to mention, there's really cool journaling entries and there's spaces to put your goals and all these different life areas. And then there's spell ideas and ritual ideas and mercury, retrograde periods. It. Yeah. Moon I'm signs. I'm going to have to get
1: it. It sounds really great. I always get too many planners. Oh, right. I do have that problem, but I think I'm going to have to do it. Anyway, um it just sounds too good to miss to Aww, miss thanks. up. I almost said to miss up. You know, I am going through perimenopause, so the brain may not be um saying the words as well. Although I do notice that when I'm in a reading space or like when I was when I'm recording my classes, so I'm in a similar space, the words they come. Mm, but when i come out of that space i come back into my regular human form mm. and then it's a real crap shoot for everybody <laughs> hopefully it adds to my charm anyway yes, um, it does. <laughs> so um my speaking of my class my energy healing 101 starts a week from today so If you weren't already on the waiting list, you will... Okay, it opens Thursday of this week and it starts next Monday. So um, get on my waiting... Not my waiting list, my newsletter. If you'd like to know when those doors open, highestlighthealing.com. And we do actually touch on the reasons why it's a good idea in our interview with the Tara Lady. But I'll just say this really sets you up for the basics And also, like, it helps you know where your aura is, feel your energy, feel when I say, like, call your energy back to you. You get a real understanding of what that really means, your grounding cord. And I also start to teach you about um, learning to read your own energy and clearing out cords. So we go through a lot. There is no live element, but they are released over for weeks. And it's very experiential. There's, like, no... Journaling or that kind of homework. It's practicing, like really getting into it. It's a very experiential class. So I hope that you will join me and take it. Yeah, that sounds so good. People it's been gonna really fun teaching it, I gotta say. Um, Okie dokie. So also, if you would like to ask us a question, we love it. And you can call us at 828. 828- 3337181 8283337181 8, Feel like I was a little aggressive with those 3s this time. Mhm. Anyway, okay. okay, great. Um <laughs> How do you feel? Okay, this is going to sound really funny, but I'm just going to say it. How do you feel about numbers? Do you have any feelings towards them? Num- oh,
0: that is so weird because I was going to mention that in practical magic today. My ah, feelings about numbers—it's almost up. like you're psychic. Shut- <laughs> I can't believe it. Wow. Yeah, because because wow. I have mixed feel. I've told you this before. I have mixed oh, feelings have? about. Mhm like remember. I like part of me wants to be like oh whatever why are new agey people so obsessed with like uh, what 1111 11, uh, and 4444 four, four, four. but I am obsessed with 1111 11, and Oh uh, yeah. I want I like I want to make fun of it at the same time I actually have it. Mm, so that's how, that's how I feel about numbers. But when I don't I first... but I will say I don't buy numerology. Sorry. Oh everybody. right, you don't know, I don't like it. I see. That's I don't
1: interesting. believe it. It's an interesting line to draw, considering all the things you do believe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I well, I just feel like it, it just never resonates with me. I mean, yeah, I, and and it's like really, come on, we're we're assigning numbers to letters, and then mm-hmm. we're adding up those numbers, and then that means something. I just don't. I I mean, planets. Well. Yes, I get planets. I get. Mm paradigms of tarot I get energy mm-hmm. healing but adding it just seems so like arbitrary
3: yeah see.
1: well I don't know I mean I don't know enough about it but I'm willing to give it the benefit of it the- I mean I don't know enough about it but to me like your birth time determining so much about your whole personality. That's based not on numbers. That's based on where the planets are. I know. I'm just saying like it seems to me like that's that could be arbitrary and it totally isn't. To me,
0: that doesn't energetic, like where you are mm, in the world and what time and where all the planets are based mm -hmm, on mm -hmm, when you're, mm -hmm. you take your first breath. Like that seems not arbitrary, Mm -hmm. but being like, oh, your name is in English has this many letters Mm -hmm. and there's this many letters in the alphabet. And so Mm -hmm.
1: that to me is, seems made up. I see. What about like birth, like your date of birth and all those Adding up those? mm. No, you don't like it. Not no, I'm
0: not buying that. it. I mean, because because also I feel like that the the months and the numbers of days in the month and mm-hmm. the it all is like human designed stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not nature. I mean, I, I know see. I know we're nature, but like that mm-hmm. it still just seems like a language.
1: This random
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. assignment of I guess nature. I'm
1: just willing to. Well, have you ever learned about it? Like, have you ever looked at your number and it, yeah. and you felt like it didn't buy
3: it? I didn't buy it.
1: You just yeah. won't buy it. Okay. Well, um, I was actually just talking about having emotional feelings towards numbers. Oh, yeah.
0: No, I mean, I as much as I, again, I want to make fun of it, I have it. Mm-hmm. I just do. do. I just yeah. have it. Yeah, I, I have certain fondnesses for certain numbers.
1: When I met my <laughs> best stop it. friend... um. Uh sorry. When I met my best friend Laura, she <laughs> before she was my best friend, she's um a lovable weirdo, as am I. Um a weirdo, I mean. But she went through all the she was just laying there in bed going telling me all about her feelings about each number. And at the time, I was like, this feels very weird, even
3: to me. (laughs) I don't, I am
1: so, what? Like, I had no feelings about numbers. But later on, I was like, I really love it because I love that she had a strong feeling and opinion about something that I overlooked. So, even though I don't resonate with that at all,
0: was it like she had a certain kind of like emotional connection to each, like one through nine? She know, She kept going for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> that is so interesting. I mean, that reminds me of you know how there's people. What is that called? There's a name for it when people hmm. when like you have uh, you see that like some people when they think of the number eleven they always see it as yellow, for example, or you see a certain oh yeah. What is it called? I don't know. There's a name for it. <laughs> yeah, synesthesia. Synesthesia. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Is it? Was it like that?
1: I don't think so. I mean, listen, she was 22, maybe, and... Was she know. on any kind of drug or I alcohol? I mean, I don't think so actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she just was like, "What and can you like give us an example of oh, one? Gosh. Do you remember any of them? I how don't. she felt about it?" Um, I'll That's have to ask her.
1: Sometimes she listens to this show, maybe she'll tell. I'll I'll ask her after we record and report back next week, but it was each like she was very strongly against certain numbers and I oh. was just like,
0: "Huh." I have. I don't feel against any numbers, but I can Mm -hmm. feel that they do have personalities. I will say
1: that's what it was. I think she felt they had strong personalities. I mean, I could see that, but
0: I don't dislike any of those personalities. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe she. I'm sure she's changed her opinion (laughs) over time. She's great and she's a great author. You should look her up. Laura Barr B-A-H-R. She writes such great books. Oh my God. She's so talented. Okay. She writes novels. Um, the whole point of this, <laughs> when I got into the 333 and I felt angry, like the threes were angry. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: I see. That's why I was like, hmm. Um, anyway, also you can ask us a question at Magic Monday Podcast. Dot com and click ask a question at the top. And I'm going to answer one of those questions now. We're a little bit backlogged, but we still love your questions. Please send them in. Um, so this is from Cammie. And uh, she said some really nice things at first, which I just won't go into for time's sake, but she loves us. <laughs> Okay. She said, my question is this. How do you send blessings slash light to others without interfering with their boundaries? For example, I have a few friends going through hard times, terminal cancer, grief, loss, health struggles, etc And I want to send them blessings to ease their difficult journey somehow, but I don't know how without crossing their boundaries since they are differing Um, since they have differing spiritual beliefs from me. Is sending them light effective if they don't even know I'm sending it to them and don't actually view the world that way? I have noticed that keeping up my own energy hygiene thanks to what y'all have taught me has helped me to be a space holder for their feelings or help in other physical ways. I love that. But I guess I'm also wondering if y'all believe that thoughts and prayers actually make a difference, and if so, how? Um, apologies for the length of this message. Oh, please. No, I will not take, I don't accept that apology. <laughs> Thanks again for everything y'all do.
0: Yeah, that wasn't too crazy long. No. Um. Yeah. So do you want to
1: start or do
0: you want me to start?
1: I don't care if you would like to go ahead.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I feel like doing a spell for someone for a specific outcome that mm. you do need their there permission for because Mm -hmm. you're interfering with how things are going for them Mm -hmm. but if you're sending someone light this is my opinion if you're sending Mm -hmm. someone light and love and good vibes divine energy strength you do not need their uh, that you don't need their permission because it's neutral because Mm -hmm. you're in, in in if when it is from that source like when it's just like this light this I mean it's it's positive, it's not neutral in the way that it's not positive, right but what I mean is it's like if you are sending it's just like whatever will most benefit them, fill them with divine light and guidance and strength, that's not going to be able to permeate their aura or their energy field unless they allow it. Mm-hmm. It's just the nature of it. Mm-hmm. It's the nature of divine light to not go where it's not wanted,
1: yeah. What I would say also, I agree with that. And so like when I do the work I do with my energy healing sessions, I always ask on a being level, you know, for the permission of the, like if let's say someone's having a hard time with their boyfriend, then I ask for their name and then I bring them up. And I, if they, they only let me see on a being level, what they agree to. I don't like shove my energy in there. Like, so I ask, like, on a being level, do you give me permission to look at you? And then they'll show me some things, but not others or whatever. But so my point of saying that is like, if you're sending light on a being level, they just naturally will accept it or not. So it's not like, um, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I guess that's it. So they, you can't, unless you're being aggressive about it, like, no, 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 it has to go in there. But then on a being level, they would reject it. So you know when you
0: say on a being level, can you define yeah. that phrase?
1: Okay. Well, I guess I mean another way to say it would be like a soul level, like you're, um, like you're connecting with them. Yes. And then you're, yes feeling whether or not you have permission sort of exactly exactly like it's a feeling that I get like oh if I can't like if I'm feeling like I I, I can't really it's just I'll feel it like oh no I cannot look at you they don't want to talk about that Uh I can't look at that sorry like I can look at you and even then when I'm talking to somebody even if they have given me like on a physical level, their permission to look at them. If they have parts, like on a on a soul level, where they're not, they don't want to look at something, um, I won't be able to see that either, or I'll get that feeling like, oh, I'm, I get a lot of resistance, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. So were you going to say something? Well, I'm
0: just I think it's interesting how uh, like working with energy, then that starts to mirror also just the way you work with life, because Mm. I'm just realizing the older I get, the more and the more I get to know the people in my life that I love, the more I can sense like, oh, I could give them this advice, but they don't they're not going to take it. (laughs)
1: yeah so why would i even do
0: that (laughs) yes yes
1: yes yes you can feel when you're pushing something too far if you Mm -hmm. are being if you're centered actually Mm -hmm. if you're in your center and you're being clear with your own boundaries so that's why i love what she said when she said that i forget how she said it like she can hold space better for them um Uh, she's noticed that keeping up her own energy hygiene has helped her to be a space holder. So I do think that's the best thing that you can do for anybody struggling is to have your own center strong enough so that you can know if you are able to hold space for them or if you feel like, oh, I can't hold space right now, you know, taking care of yourself enough so that you can know when You're able to care for somebody or when it would be crossing your own boundary to care for somebody. You
0: might drain yourself or it just just doesn't feel authentic. You're not like in a space where
1: you can do that. You're feeling Uh, too triggered yourself by something else or you're just like you've had a long day and you aren't up for it.
2: Or or you're feeling
1: judgy. Yeah. Oh, I know what's good for this person. Exactly. Those are all good. That's natural if you do that,
0: but it's maybe not the best place to come from if you're wanting to send them energy.
1: Right. Or if you, yeah, just being there for them to listen to them. So, yeah. And that's also a really great, as you noticed if you're centered if you're full of light yourself and you're in a good place then you they will feel that from you it's kind of like i've talked about before with inner child work if somebody is in in uh, one of their parts one of their wounded parts one of their wounded inner child parts and You talk to them, you can feel like, ooh, I don't feel good with them. But if they're in (laughs) their loving inner adult or self with a capital S, as they say in parts work, then you can feel it strengthens you like the two of if you're in your inner adult, too, then you both can like come from this place where you will help empower each other. So I would just say, yeah, making sure you're in. You're an adult and you've got that good energy hygiene. That is the most powerful way, I think. I mean, there are other more, I mean, I don't want to sound like, oh, I'm so advanced, but there's more advanced ways, I think, that you can send energy to people, like, I don't know, like updating um your contract with them, maybe, or sent putting a, yourself in a little third dimension in a bubble with them and giving them light, and that's a good way to like give them extra love and light on a on a being level, on a soul level. Um, like getting not, but not in an in not in a way like, oh, I'm going over your boundaries, but just kind of directing more of that energy in a place they're maybe more able to receive it, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I think you're doing great, and just having the intention to be there for your friends is so loving and beautiful, and I mean, that's like the most important thing. I mean, we all want friends like that. Yeah. All right. Okay,
0: so now I'm going to tell you about our guest, Teresa Reed. Great. Teresa Reed, aka the Tarot Lady, worked worked as a full-time tarot card reader for 30 years. She is the author of Tarot No Questions Asked, Mastering the Art of Intuitive Reading, and the Tarot Coloring Book, an illustrated tour through the world of tarot with coloring sheets for every card in the deck. Teresa is also the author of Astrology for Real Life, a No BS Guide for the Astro Curious, and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times with Shaheen Miro. Her latest project is Tarot for Kids, a kid-friendly tarot deck with artist Kaylee Whitman. In addition to writing, teaching, podcasting, and speaking at tarot conferences, Teresa also runs a popular website, thetarolady.com, where she dishes out advice, inspiration, and tips for tarot lovers of all experience levels. She also hosts two educational podcasts, Tarot Bites and Astrology Bites, which have been downloaded by millions of people around the world. Follow Teresa on Twitter and Instagram for her daily six second tarot readings, plus photos of her extremely handsome cat, Monkey. Teresa, welcome. I am so excited to meet you and to get to talk to you
3: today. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Tessa, and Natasha. I'm really delighted to be here with you this morning. Well, I just
0: want to start out by
3: saying, I know we
0: mentioned these in your bio, but I love, I want to read all of your books, but I love the ones I have, the uh, the tarot coloring book, which I colored yeah. every single page. Just, I mean, such a cool way to learn. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's really, really great. And then also uh, tarot for kids, which is just beautiful. So perfect. I am fascinated by just thinking about the effect that's going to have on this generation of kids as they grow up. So well, also
1: beautiful work. Teresa and I, we were talking before about how it's great for inner child work. And yes. I love, I didn't even know you had a coloring book too, which is also great for inner child work, like linking Absolutely. spiritual and the inner child. So great.
0: Totally. Yeah. And just such a, I mean, cause I was like, I actually, that's how I found you was I was like, I really want a coloring book on tarot. I feel like that will be the best way to learn. And then look, there it is. The tarot coloring book by Teresa Reed. So (laughs) maybe start out, maybe you could start out by sharing with our listeners. You've been doing this for so long. You're the tarot lady. And so maybe (laughs) share about how you discovered tarot, how you became the tarot lady.
3: Sure. Well, um, you know, I think like a lot of young people when I was a teenager, uh, I was trying to figure out who I was. You know, my family wasn't giving me answers. I had a really, really dysfunctional family. And so I was always searching for something. What is the meaning of life? Why am I here? What am I all about? Why do I not fit in with this family? You know? And so I was a very, very angsty teen. And I had the very good fortune of having a friend whose mother happened to be an astrologer
2: which by the way was
3: weird for where i grew up i grew up in a rural area and her mother was super unusual she was a pianist she was a therapist and she was an astrologer and so she said well let me do your astrology chart i'm like no okay and i don't remember much of what she said but i remember when she did the chart i was blown away and i'm like oh my god this is the answer to everything (laughs) so i got i got super obsessed with astrology and speaking of which can you just tell us quickly what your moon sun and rising are sure i'm a gemini sun scorpio moon libra rising oh nice yeah with a very busy eighth house so oh yeah yes that's why i write about metaphysical subjects i got mercury sitting there Mm -hmm. Um, but you know so i i got into astrology and there was one time my parents went to the mall we didn't go to the mall very often because it was i mean that was a day trip
2: Mm-hmm.
3: and they went there and I went straight to the bookstore and I mean by the way I always say if you're ever in my house it looks like a library at a church threw up in my house I've seen so <laughs> and uh so I, I I've always been obsessed with books so I went to the bookstore looking for astrology books and while I was there I saw a tarot deck and I just remember looking at it and thinking oh I've seen this in the movies mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy that tarot deck and I just bought it like super impulsive, Mm -hmm. brought it home. And I just remember opening them up and I'm a very visual person and becoming also fascinated. What Mm. are these cards? What are they saying about me? Can I see my future? You know, all that is the typical stuff, you know, when you first start dipping into this stuff. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And so I, um, it became kind of like the thing and I've always been doing astrology too. It's always in the background. I use it a lot, but tarot was like, my jam. Mm -hmm. And I was, and I was only 15. I would read cards for anybody who would let me. And so I was reading, reading, reading. And I had read for about 10 years before I went pro. And at the time when I went pro, what had happened was I was once again in this phase of life where who am I? And so I took a job bartending because I thought, well, I'll just take a kind of a mindless job to figure out what Mm -hmm. I'm going to do with my life. And while I was bartending, you know, I was on this really super dead shift because I always laugh and say, because I was a terrible bartender. (laughs) And I started bringing my tarot cards in there to have something to do. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening is I started to develop this really big following. Suddenly, my days were the most popular days. The bar was filled. I went to a different bar. They all followed me over. (laughs) And people would say, um, listen, I will... I will pay you to just come to my house and I want a more full reading than what you can do here. Mm-hmm. And I was making a lot of tips from reading the cards more than I was from, you know, slinging drinks. And so I started thinking about it. And, you know, the, the legend goes like this. Uh, my boss went behind my back and told everybody, oh, this will fail. No one's going to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it when men tell me I'm going to fail. Mm-hmm. If it's a dude, it's like, okay, that's a dare. Bye. Mm-hmm. So I quit <laughs> and Uh, I had like, I quit, like, also kind of like I picked up that deck. It was very impulsive. It was like, nope, I'm done. Bye. I'm out of here. And everything kind of lined up. All of Mm -hmm. a sudden, those people were like, okay, we want you to come to our house, read for all of our friends and the word spread. And people would start saying, well, I need to come and see my tarot lady. Mm. But that's how I got the name. The name isn't anything oh, really like original, wow. but they yeah. would call me that instead of by my real name, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay. And um, that was 30 years ago wow. that I went pro and um, I never looked back at a quote unquote regular job ever again.
1: I feel like so many times in life, when we make big moves like that, it all comes together, like a big, like literal move to another state or country or jobs or something like that. And it seems like you really felt that instinctually, like, no, it's over.
3: Yes. And, you know, it's interesting because my mother was very psychic and my grandmother was psychic and my other grandmother was very superstitious. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in this household that was all about intuition. If Mm -hmm. you've got a feeling in your needs, that meant something. Uh If you had got a dream about a bird, you know, there was something happening. And so the interesting thing is with that kind of a background, even though it was a very religious background, intuition was honored. So I've always been a very um, tuned in to how things feel Mm -hmm. because I know that there's wisdom in there. And I think that is something that for so many of us, especially for children, we are told, oh, it's your imagination. Don't believe that. You're imagining things, you're too sensitive, which by the way, I hate that when people say that.
1: Yeah, me too.
3: And the truth is we are all very intuitive. Every one of us feels things. And so often we ignore it. And then we're like, I wish I would have went with that. And I don't know, I've always gone with it. I think it's the best way. Mm -hmm. Do you think
1: that's the main, um, like if somebody was teaching themselves tarot, do you think that's the main thing that they should be aware, just listen to your intuition as opposed to your head and trying to figure it out?
3: I think it's a mix between the two. Oh, you do? I do. Because first of all, tarot has a specific structure. Hmm. There are quote unquote rules, you know, and things that you should know about it. There are some people, well, for example, you should know there's 78 cards in a tarot deck and that there are 22 of those are major arcana. And the other 56 are minor arcana, which are divided into four suits. And within those suits, there are four figures called the court cards and each one of these plays a specific role. I think it's important to know the foundation, not mm-hmm. just to grab a card and you know, say, oh, this is what I think this means. I, I think that does a disservice to the art and the craft of tarot. So mm-hmm. you know, I know there are some people who wanna teach intuitive tarot, which I teach too. And they'll say just read whatever comes off the top of your head you know you don't need the book you don't need to learn this stuff that is a disservice to the scholars the artists the craftspeople that really make this their life's work i think you should know the basics at least the very basics you don't know you need to know the whole history but you should know the basics of what those cards mean and when you do the beautiful thing is your intuition then operates better mm-hmm. because now it has a structure it has this beautiful structure that you can rely on it's like a house you know you have to build the house on a foundation and then if we use that as an analogy the education about tarot the structure is your foundation but your intuition is the it's the interior designer that makes it beautiful that brings it together
0: I so agree. I feel like in spiritual work, but also just in life, like having that awareness of both where there's the strong structure. I've talked about this on the podcast before, like the structure and then the intuition that flows through. I use the um, metaphor of when I took some ballroom dancing classes, I didn't stick to it, but they, (laughs) I did learn that the masculine partner, I mean, in the traditional sense of gender and ballroom dancing, that the the lead, let's just say the lead, that the lead has the structure, the lead holds the structure of the dance, and also, uh, like, creates it, like, this is what we're going to do next. And then that allows the follower to really shine. The follower doesn't yes. have to worry about Oh, what are we going to do? Because the structure's there. So then the follower can put all the flourishes into the dance. And that, to me, that's such a good way to talk about even what tarot is. I feel like that's why you have a deck in, in many mm-hmm. ways is so you do have some kind of structure and the organization and the even the tradition, like the echo of it through time, like that all allows us to have like a, a strong current, like
3: through which our intuition can shine. I agree a million. Per- I love the ballroom dancing analogy, yeah. especially because I can't dance at all to save my life. But that is so brilliant. And it's so beautiful because a tarot reading works just like that. Yeah. When you're getting a reading from somebody, it isn't just like, we're just, well, letting it fly off the top of my head. You know, there really is the structure also of how the reading is conducted and mm-hmm. the cards and the questions. and And then we dance together and we make this beautiful music. So it is an art form to me. And that's why I take it very seriously, you know, around, again, the education part. Please, I always tell people, please learn the basics. And also, if you're a longtime reader like I am, uh, you know, again, I've been reading professionally 30 years, but reading it for 40 years of my life. I still take classes. I still study. I want to see what other readers have to say. I always go back to Rachel Powell's book, 78 Degrees of Wisdom, because it's the Bible of tarot to get deep, deep understanding. You don't get that just by doing something off the top of your head, I'm sorry. Mm
0: And it is something you just can keep learning forever. That's what's so interesting about tarot and astrology, which interestingly, also, they have a similar base of information that they spring from. And so, you know, Western occultism in general, I just love how it's like, there's no end. You can just keep learning.
1: Yeah, that's how I feel about energy healing work, too. I'm Mm -hmm. always taking classes, always like I get excited about even a basic book, (laughs) like how other people are describing it. And, yeah, I agree
3: a million percent about even the basic stuff. That's so funny that you say that, because I was talking with a tarot reader a couple of years ago, and he was like really bitching about another basic book. I'm like, what are you (laughs) talking about? There's still a different perspective that maybe we haven't thought about. How, I mean, how rude and ignorant is that? It's like, you know, when you do yoga. all the poses depend on Tadasana, mountain right. pose, which is just simply standing. Yeah. And I've been in classes where you've done nothing but do that damn, that standing pose. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is making me nuts. <laughs> but you got to learn how to stand before you can do any of the other poses. So you've got to go back to that again and again and again.
1: Yeah, even when I'm, I'm teaching an Energy Healing 101 class and I was just um, doing it, going through it, um, I it's an experiential thing. So I was talking about it as I was doing it. And even as I was teaching it, I was like, oh, like I can feel it in a new mm-hmm. way as I'm going back to the basics and talking about the basics like that. It just reinforces it. Yes. Yeah, structure is so important. It really is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so, but then also at the same time, that
0: intuitive aspect, like yeah. if something in the card, for example, stands out to you. Like you, it's a yes. card you've seen a million yes. times, but then it's like, oh, I'm just really noticing like the color of the sky or something like that. Is that kind of how you think mm-hmm. of the intuitive
3: aspect of it? Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. Let's, let's use an example. Let's say I'm doing a reading for both you, Tess, and you, Natasha, and you have the exact same cards in the exact same position. Mm. Now, does that mean you get the same reading? No, because the reader then is going to look at it And much as you understand energy work, Natasha, you're also going to be feeling out the energy of the person Mm -hmm. and their question. Mm -hmm. And what does it mean for this particular person? And even if you're asking the same question and you have the same cards, an intuitive reader is going to pick up on different energy from the person, but also from the cards. You'll find that, I mean, I find when I do readings, like I'll be looking and I'm just suddenly, it's like something clicks in. And it's like, you know what? I got a feeling this Knight of Wands this isn't somebody else in your life. This is you. Mm -hmm. You need to take a Mm -hmm. risk right now. Mm -hmm. You need to take this risk. You need to go for it. Whereas I might, let's say I'm reading for Natasha and I might say, okay, it looks like there's going to be a young person in your life who's going to be fired up and making you crazy this, this, you know, next Mm -hmm. couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So it, you really got to be able to feel that out. And that also, I mean, as intuitive as I am, There's also a certain structure that you have to have for that. You know, you've got to learn to be calm. You've got to learn to be centered. It's got to be done in the right way. So you got to kind of set yourself up for that. But the intuition really, really is what determines, you know, ultimately what the cards mean.
1: This is really, I mean, it's the same with all intuitive work, I guess. Mm -hmm. This is, again, why I'm teaching the basics because it's so important to have that groundedness. I mean, so many people that are drawn to this work are very naturally psychic, naturally picking up other people's energy. But if you don't have those basics to be grounded in and have that structure, you're just going to be you know, worn out by everybody's energy drained and also maybe picking up on other people's information. Like you don't have a, you know, you can't really tune in, in a very clear way. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: And also the the, antennas like wacky. If you,
3: yes, (laughs) yes. And you know, you made a really important point too, Natasha, about you get depleted. The thing is, if you do not learn how to also manage your, uh, your own energy and, you know, here's one thing I like to say is a lot of tarot readers, we've got very, very uh, open auras, so to speak. Yeah. We've got weak boundaries. It makes us good at what we do, but it gets us in a lot of trouble. It gets people in a lot of trouble. If you do not learn how to control your energy, not only are you walking around with a wonky antenna, that antenna is open all the time. That yeah, is not healthy exactly. for you. Right. And It is also not healthy for other people around you. No. So also part of the structure of learning about energy, you have to learn how to contain it. You've got to learn how to be a safe conduit for yourself and for others, because not only do you risk getting depleted, you also risk you're like in everybody else's stuff. And that is kind of like, in my opinion, an energetic Mm no-no.
1: Yeah, it's not responsible and it's Mm -hmm. not, yeah, it isn't, it isn't healthy for anybody. Well- and sometimes
0: I think, like like you mentioned, having a dysfunctional family, we've talked mm-hmm. a lot about how, um, in the podcast, about how many of the people drawn to this path are people who have had trauma growing up. Yes. And so just, I guess I just want to mention that if you do feel like you don't have discipline yet, you haven't learned how to ground or center or uh, shield your energy, you will, you know, it's like, it's a process. Just take it's my like, class. Yeah, you're yeah, <laughs> yeah, Coming up next week,
1: that <laughs> I you're not go doing
0: over something exactly wrong. That. It's just often, I think for me, and I think for many of us, it's a journey to realize, oh, I'm actually really sensitive and tuned in. Maybe even the trauma kind of lent Mm -hmm. itself to helping me have those gifts or feel those gifts. But now I have to learn how to, take care of my energy to ground it to shield it and then that also helps us feel more steady helps us to take care of ourselves on a regular
1: basis oh yeah our trauma can be our biggest gift I mean Uh and and I think I don't know if he's the one that originally said this but Luis Mojica who's a guest of the show a friend of the show has said that trauma empaths being empathic can often come from trauma because you have to read the room you have to feel what's going on for your own safety and when you don't know yourself well enough later to know how to control that and to take care of yourself that part that feels like they have to be safe in order to feel everybody's feelings or the other way around has to feel everyone's feelings in order to be safe um Then I mean that's the thing, that's part of the growth. And it's such a gift when you can learn how to take care of yourself like that.
3: And it's essential. It's so essential when you're doing energy work, tarot work, or if you're a counselor too. You know, I've got a really brilliant friend who's a crystal healer. And one time she said something that was so profound. I use this all the time. She says, you know, everybody needs therapy because everybody's had a childhood. And I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're right and so we have to continuously work on ourselves not just understanding the knowledge of like the cards or energy but also understanding ourselves and working on ourselves and taking care of us because the more we are healing ourselves as healers as creatives as you know psychics whatever the better we're going to show up for other people Mm -hmm. and the better we're going to walk away from those experiences also still feeling whole and intact
1: yeah. Well, and tarot and astrology and energy work and all of this stuff is a great way to know yourself. I mean, it sounds yes. like that's probably what turned on for you when your friend's mom read your astrology chart, you were like, I see myself, I know yes. myself in a deeper way. And that is, to me, that was my road out of my trauma. My way to healing was to yep. know myself better and better and better and better.
3: Same here. I just, I just again remember that so profoundly. That time, I can still see her kitchen. Mm. I can still see. And by the way, when she passed on, I ended up inheriting her astrology books. Oh. So I've, I've got it wrapped in plastic because it's so like falling apart. Oh, but wow. I started to know who I was. I started to have answers, yeah. and that was really helpful, you know. And I think when we really understand who we are, why we are the way we are, why we tick, what situations have informed our emotions i think we are so much we we show up in the world so much better so much better yes
0: yeah and we start to have a language too because for me when you guys are talking about your experience Mm -hmm. with tarot with energy healing i'm thinking about Well, I I discovered magic first, but when I discovered feng shui, there was just something like, oh, okay, here's like, it's like the, this thing that I'm sensing now there's a kind of a structure for it. And then now I have a language where I can talk about it. And this whole, like everything we talk about on this podcast, I feel like, oh, there's other people who we can have this conversation. And even how you guys are talking about the basics, going back to the basics, it's because this is a language that we Mm -hmm. learn to speak with other people. And then it helps us feel less alone. And it helps us have tools to continually heal ourselves.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I know when I first discovered magic meant, you know, i had been doing magic when I was a kid. I didn't even know it was magic. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I yeah. think a lot of us intuitive people know that. And, yeah. you know, later on, or we realized it. And when I first started discovering, you know, actual magic and playing around with it, I was like, now, now, listen, this is something here, I can impact my environment. So I also saw it as a tool for improving myself, improving my life.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think when people do tarot or get tarot readings and they're very focused on the future and what's going to happen, which I totally understand. I mean, but that you miss so much when that's the focus you're missing out on, you think, I think oftentimes people, it's out of fear, like, well, I need to know and then I'll be okay. But really it's like, if you know yourself, if you know yourself better that's how you're going to be okay if you know how to handle what's happening and the cards can help with that like okay this might be coming up for you this might be coming in and knowing looking at it from that angle is actually gives you a lot more security than knowing
3: the future absolutely here's the problem with knowing the future you know the cards can tell a lot about the future they can be remarkably accurate Mm -hmm. and astrology can be for that matter and so can sometimes psychics you get a feeling about something or dream or whatever but the problem when people approach tarot or astrology just wanting to see the future is it often leads to them treating the future like it's a passive thing that just happens to them right Mm -hmm. oh and so often i've i've had to like kind of like argue with people it's like listen (laughs) tarot is not a passive act it shows the potential of where you're going but it doesn't mean this is it you have a choice in the matter Mm -hmm. if you don't like the way that looks Well, now you can start thinking about, okay, what do I need to change within myself or in this direction that I'm taking in order to get to a better outcome? Or if it's going towards an outcome you want, then you may think, okay, well, let me continue working on this, working towards this. It's not like you're just sitting around waiting for, you know, Prince or Princess Charming to show up with glass shoes. It doesn't happen like that, that's in the movies. Mm-hmm. we still have to show up. We still have to create our future. And we, we have can to, change it too. I yes. think, I don't think there's mm-hmm. yes.
2: a
1: definite, this is happening. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. No, I think there are some things that are, you know, faded, but how we show up and how we deal and how we think about matters is going to shape a lot of things. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, when I do a tarot reading, the, the feeling I get or just like to try to describe what I'm doing, what I think I'm doing, is to kind of like get an aerial view of the paradigms and the yes. patterns. Like, I just need, to, okay, what is this? What, what is happening here? I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, here it's like, this is one of the um, mm. archetypes in here. Oh, the, and this is the bigger picture of what I'm moving mm. toward. Like, it just gives me that sort of comfort by having more of a understanding.
3: It's Mm. like a roadmap. Now you've got a general idea of where you're going. But again, you still can decide to stop at a rest stop along the way. You can take a detour. You can maybe stop and look at the scenery for a bit. It's a roadmap. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Has tarot changed for you over the years? Like either the people who are coming to you or how your relationship to it?
3: Well, tarot has absolutely changed and evolved. You know, when I began learning tarot back in the day, first of all, there weren't many books, there weren't Mm -hmm. many decks, I got to say, the internet has really made it a lot nicer for people who want to learn it. Mm. So I had like one book, and it was more focused on divination. And it had reversals. So Mm. I consider myself more of an old school reader, you know, that I do look at it as a tool for divination. And I do look at the possibilities. However, what's changed is, for many years of doing it, I really have developed a an ability again to say, okay, well, here's the divinatory part, but here's again, the practical things that we need to work on. So mm-hmm. it's become more, of, I don't want to say a coaching tool because I really don't like that term, but it really has been more of that. I stopped yeah. reading for the public though last year to focus oh, okay. on my writing career and teaching mm-hmm. career. So I stopped that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also found what was very interesting for me is over the years, my clients really changed a lot. Yeah, you know, in the be- about that. yeah. In the beginning, I remember it was always like lots of like readings about love, romance, but I am actually oddly really good at business. <laughs> and so I ended up uh, getting a lot of business people and entrepreneurs, mm. you know, that doesn't mean I'm always right about every business trend in the world. You can't possibly see that, but I've worked a lot with like creatives and entrepreneurs and people who are trying to find their way in their career and I loved that work and I don't know if that's why I was attracting it Mm -hmm. but I loved it Mm -hmm. and also early in my in my career I also attracted some people who are really super messed up like I used to get a lot of. I used to get a lot of drug dealers for some reason. Ah, oh,
2: interesting. Which was
3: weird, and because well, there's uncertainty, maybe it's the uncertainty. Well, yeah. you know, they want to know if they're going to get busted. And <laughs> I remember, I remember telling my husband, I said, "I think I'm helping people become better criminals." Oh my <laughs> God, God. I'm but, you know, what oh, all you. of that changed and shifted over the years, and you know, I really found myself doing a lot of readings for people, also, who not was not just the entrepreneurs, but. We're really doing some deep, deep work on themselves, trying to understand themselves, yeah. trying to understand their role in their family. I've also done a lot of work with clients around death. Uh, I found that I'm actually quite good at reading around and I'm not talking really like you're going to die or like that, yeah. but really like talking about, okay, let's process what's happened here. Your grief. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the grief from losing your mother or, or your mother's really sick. she's in hospice right now. Let's work on that. Let's go in there, Let's dig in there. Let's find the tools to support you. So uh, and I mean that may also be because my audience has also gotten older with me, but you know, a lot of work around grief and death and business mm. and entrepreneurship, which by the way, I've got a full eighth house, so I really shouldn't be surprised., yeah if there's a lot of this focus on business and money and, um mm-hmm. death, death and all of those things yeah, yeah. my moon's in the eighth house so i relate
1: um so unfortunately we should wrap up soon but can you tell us about your writing career like what books are what you're working on and we know you're if you want to say anything else about your tarot deck um
3: sure yeah well tarot for kids was uh, uh the brainchild of my publisher sounds true oh. yeah. They approached me and they said, what do you think about a, a tarot deck for kids? I said, yes, I'm into that <laughs> yeah. because, you know, I was a very intuitive, weird child. I'm like, oh, my God, I would have loved that when I was a kid. Yeah. So I was instantly smitten with the idea. and They hired the artist and we got to work and really tried to put together a deck that was still true to the Rider Waite Smith, but geared towards kids and kid friendly language. However, not dumbed down because I think kids are very smart and very intuitive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes i see things out there for kids i'm like kids mm-hmm. are smart smarter yeah. than you think they
0: are especially yeah. if they want a tarot deck those are real smart kids yes
3: that's <laughs> a smart kid so we made sure to keep the deck again true but we changed a couple things to make it more understandable to children without dumbing it down right. um i've written many books now uh as of next year i'll have eight books under my belt and i've done it all in a pretty short time Mm-hmm. Uh, next year, I have a book coming out called Learn to Paint Your Own Tarot Cards. Um, yes, with a very cool artist. I got Quarto uh, Books had approached me and asked me, Could you write the intro for this? I'm like, Yes, I think this is great. Creative ways of learning are really my jam. So uh, I was really honored when they asked me. And the other book that's coming out is Twist Your Fate Manifest Success with Astrology and Tarot. Ooh. And that is based on all the work I've done with my entrepreneurs and people who've been searching for their life purpose or their work so it's a book that will show you how to show up in your career as the best version of yourself um, how to maybe pick a career that's going to be more aligned to your astrology and different tarot readings for uh, solving problems at work so it's really going to be a manual for helping people to navigate this thing called life but also to navigate their vocation or life purpose which by the way vocation and life purpose aren't always the same Mm -hmm. (laughs) so is
1: that out next year or they're both
3: coming out next year oh we'll have
1: to have you back on because i would love to talk about that too. yeah
0: i
3: need to read those for sure yeah definitely so where can people find you the best way to find me is at my website the i am on social media but starting to pull back from that because social media is mm. but uh, (laughs) <laughs> you can always find me on twitter or instagram my handle there is the tarot lady Great. okay thank well you so thank much. you this was a delight
1: yeah
0: thanks for having me
1: okay that was fun yeah loved it yeah really loved talking to her um okay so now it is time for the energy report uh, all right so yeah so we're here we are in Scorpio season aren't we it's also we, are. we just had last week this new moon in Scorpio I'm not an astrologer but um, and we also are coming into eclipse season from everything I've read it seems like it's going to be an interesting time of mm. things becoming, things um, becoming unearthed. Is that how you would say oh. that? Oh, Things coming to light. Yeah. New shit has come to light, man. <laughs> that's
0: oh, a from the Big that's coming up for me. I oh, watch that yeah. every Thanksgiving.
1: And Big we're, Lebowski. we watched it with um, our kids on Uh, Christmas Eve last year. It's going to be our tradition now. Oh, it is? Oh, Mm -hmm.
0: fun. It's such a great, it's like, it just gets better every time. It's weird.
1: It's so great. Yeah. My kids are 15 and almost 13. Just want to say. I'm not watching it with like two and four year olds. Oh, right. Yeah case anybody was wondering um anyway <laughs> <I'm> judging you <laughs> they are not ready for the big lebowski it's the perfect christmas movie it kind of <laughs> is it's so great okay so anyway um my point is when i tune into the energy of the week <clears throat> excuse me it feels like okay how do i describe this it feels like again watery but like the stuff where it's like gunk at the bottom is getting moved around and oh. like like bleh, stirring bleh, bleh. up the shit. Yeah, and not just stirring it up, but I'm actually seeing it kind of coming out in clumps. This mm. shit, <laughs> this gunky. <laughs> it's more like gunky water. Um, boy, oh God, I just had a bad remembrance. <laughs> One time when oh. I was like 16, I went to this coffee shop. No, I was 15 with my friend, and she, I took a sip of the coffee, and there. And there was gunk, like hair and gunk at the bottom. It was so awful. I'm sorry to tell you the story. But I will always remember it, actually, because she pointed at me and said, gunk. That is...
0: (laughs) Because why? Because she saw that it was in your mouth?
1: Yeah, she saw the gunk. She was like, gunk. How did it get in the coffee? I don't know. That's... Really, I'm very sorry I'm so, that happened to I'm you. That sorry. sounds terrible. That's okay. I was tuning most things out at that time. The fact that I remember her pointing at me and saying gunk, like in a, it was a loving way more than the experience. But is that in some way parallel to the gunk that is coming <laughs> yeah. up this week? It's some oh, gunk. It's some gunk. It's like water, like kind of like clumpy gunk. But here's the thing it does feel like it can move out. Um, in clumps. Like it's not it doesn't have to be take a while. It's like well, oh, here's a big clump of gunk <laughs> that is getting removed. Moving out. I like it. This yeah. is this is something I like. Gunk yes. moving out. Yes, yes. So here's a way I think that it will um be helpful to move out faster is what I alluded to earlier. And <laughs> Uh, boy, today my mind, it feels like a Gemini mind. I wonder, is the moon in Gemini? I don't think so. Because I was going to say eluded and eluded are um, so close, but very different words. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I agree with that. Okay, thank you. I'm glad you supported <laughs> me in that. I appreciate that so much. Okay, so I just saw the words in my mind. Okay, so here's the thing. What I was talking about before was this thing of really allowing yourself to be where you are and learning these new levels of self-love. So, for instance, earlier, like, I think at this time in my life, I'm really good at being loving to myself with big things so like if something bad happened or I'm not I no longer am mean to myself like in an obvious way like self-critical like I don't talk badly about myself you know what I mean like if there's a big thing or if something big happened I would be like oh okay I'm here I'm gonna support you like you know Mm -hmm. but why are you smiling uh, I, I don't. know. I'm just like in a happy, fun <laughs> oh, okay. mood after the eluded uh, the eluded thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but what I have noticed is that when I'm feeling kind of like eh or meh or like, um, like I was being kind of judgy, low key to myself about not being in a good mood before I started writing oh, or like that, mm-hmm. not being high vibe enough, which is wild to, for me to think about. Cause I think I'm so not good vibes only, but it mm-hmm. was in there, this feeling of like, you know what? You're not going to be successful. If you are not feeling great before mm-hmm. you get into this, before mm-hmm. you start writing, before you start doing your work. And it wasn't that loud. It was like I said, more low key. So I'm noticing like, oh, okay, here's another way I can love myself better. I can allow those feelings to be there. I can allow myself to be in kind of like a grumpy or like eh, state. And I don't have to tell myself that everything's ruined if I'm because I'm in that state. Or it doesn't right. mean that I'm not successful just because I'm not feeling totally successful all the right. time. You know, yeah. I can trust. I think a lot of it is about trust, too. Like, I can trust myself to take care of myself, that it's okay, that things are fine, things are great, actually. And I mm-hmm. can trust the universe, and I can trust that, like, I can be in a state and love myself and just know this is being human, all of it. Like, <laughs> I said that in an angry way, but it is <laughs> like, you know, it's that old self-compassion um express phrase what was it like this is a moment of suffering may I be kind to myself mm-hmm. so like normally I would have thought oh that's for a big thing but it's like no even these little things can I let yeah. myself just be where I am yeah. so I think that is the best way when I feel into it next week of allowing the gunk to move out like just okay here it is okay I love my can I love myself through this mm-hmm. it actually feels more aligned with that yin again mm-hmm like, just letting it, letting it be. That is
0: really interesting. I have been thinking about something similar lately, just in the energy. And that is about, really about the pandemic, actually. About how the way that it's all been evolving
2: mm-hmm. has
0: continually been not easy. Like, mm-hmm. but I think it was just so crazy at first. So, yes. like, shocking that now like we can cut. Kind of, I think what I've been tuning into is just really having compassion for myself for still being in this time that is still confusing because I think I, uh, not that I was actively judging myself, but that I was like assuming like, okay, things are better now, but it's like there's also the fact that we were hoping that things would go back to normal, and now yeah. we realize we, we have slowly been realizing yeah. that's not ever happening, probably, yeah. or yeah. at least not for a really long time.
1: Yeah, and there was like that month in June where it seemed like everything Oh, yeah, was everything's back to normal,
0: <laughs> right. And and just like the ongoing confusion that everyone has about well what's going to happen and how is this going to unfold and I just I've just been tuning into like we need to continue to really give ourselves compassion for being in this time because it's yeah kind of yes. relentless
1: yeah I've been finding it like harder to well I'll just say I'm suddenly becoming aware like I already said I guess of the in the gray areas where I haven't been so accepting of myself and allowing Uh for things to be how they are like if it's a big thing definitely but those yeah you're like you're saying like okay now we're in this kind of in between time so eh. but if you just let yourself like okay well yeah so here I am with Mm -hmm. all of it
0: and this is all happening like that's been another thing for me is like Realizing the places where I was like, no, this shouldn't have happened. And that sh- this mm. isn't how it should be playing. yeah those people shouldn't be doing that. And it's like, yeah, oh, but this is just all happening. Like I said, yes. be,
1: be just friends with what's happening right yeah like I shouldn't be in a kind of grumpy mood or feel kind of lacking right now Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be there I should be this way but it's like Mm -hmm. "Eh, guess what you kind of you this is how you feel right now right and if it were to go on then I would talk to that part or I still could talk to that part and then it would probably be over really quickly Mm -hmm. but but accepting it is the first and most important step Mm -hmm. okay
0: Okay, so now it's time for practical magic. Okay, so now this is why I was going to talk about numbers, mm-hmm. is because much to my dismay, oh. I am excited about eleven eleven. Ah,
2: <laughs> yeah, Can't you just got to let
0: yourself it. be excited. Can't stop, won't stop. Mm-hmm. So on November eleventh. That's Thursday. Uh, the waxing moon, moon's waxing, so it's expansive. It's waxing moon in Aquarius, and also it's Thursday, which is the day of Jupiter, which is the planet of expansion.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and eleven eleven is like a seed. It's like planting seeds. Mm-hmm. So, I my like recommendation, if you also feel excited about eleven <laughs> eleven, then <laughs> either at eleven eleven a.m. or 11-11 p.m. You could light a white candle and you could feel so much joy for something. Choose something you want to manifest. Something and, and let it be even maybe like, oh, really? Could I even manifest that? Like something that big and that exciting?
1: I like, like Something it. like that. What's that? I said I like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it could be something little, but it could also be something big that maybe up till now you've been like, do I have that right to want something that big? So light the candle, then feel it as if it's already here. Feel joy, feel celebration, feel expansion, feel gratitude. So mostly like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, universe. Thank you for this amazing thing. So that kind of way of manifesting. And you mm. can really do that anytime you notice that it's 11-11. I like to do that. Mm. But we have eleven eleven in the calendar. So you can mm. also go I ahead like and that. Yeah, use that date just
1: to go crazy with the numbers. Yeah. Why not? Just allow it in. Yep. All right. Before we pick our cards for the week, let's do our housekeeping, which is you can find me at Highest Light Healing on Instagram, on my website, on Facebook. Um, sign up for my newsletter. Why not? You know, you get it's three a newsletter. You got. Oh, thank you. You get three new uh, three meditations when you do it and you hear from me. And that's the story. What about you? (laughs)
0: Um, You can find me at TessWhiteHurst.com, which is where you can also sign up for my newsletter and find a bunch of spells and rituals and guided meditations, inspiring educational videos. I mean, there's
1: so much.
0: Thank you. There's
1: everything you could ever want, really.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah, I've been, I've been adding to my blog for a number of years now. Yeah. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Tess4444. There's the numbers. You can find me on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst.
1: And you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com, Magic Monday Pod, on Facebook, Magic Monday Podcast listeners. We have a little group there. Um. And you can, we send out a newsletter so you could sign up for our newsletter. Tess sends it out every week and I send one out once a month. Um, and it's so just on our website page, right? Mm-hmm. Magic Monday Podcast.
0: Yep. Dot com.
1: Dot com. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's it. Are we done?
1: You know what? We're done. We're done with that part. That is for sure. I'm just sending you a picture in real time of the card I just picked. Oh, what did you draw? And from well, what I, I picked, this time it was a, um sponsored by the show, or is that what we would say about Goddess Provisions? We get a small little thing. When, yeah. If you buy a Goddess Provisions box, which by the way, oh my God, I feel like every month it gets better and better.
0: Oh, really? Uh, I stopped getting it because items, too many items make me yes,
1: nervous. Yes, Tess is... Tess is more of a minimalist than I am but oh my god I I truly it's one of the highlights of my month is getting this box yeah they are fun I do like the things I still
0: have from goddess provisions I mean the ones I didn't donate
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) a hell of an ad but anyway (laughs) (laughs) this is from a tarot deck they gave me a full they gave you if you are a subscriber a full tarot deck and this one is the journey I think it's well, wait a minute. Journey Tarot Guidebook? It also says the Zend Out. Which one is it? Is it the Zend Out or the Journey Tarot? I'll look it up. Okay, it's by Cassie. Oh, founder of Zend Out. So maybe that's her. Oh, okay. Maybe that's her, like, you know, thing, but it's called the Journey Tarot. They're really pretty cards. I really like them. So guess what? I picked the Death Card.
0: Ooh, that's the Scorpio. Did you know that? Oh the, yes, that's
1: and by the way, that's
0: the sign of Scorpio.
1: Yes, it is. And I was feeling that heavy, not heavy like I was just really feeling that Scorpio energy. Um, also yeah, I like realized that's the unearth
0: getting the dunk out, yeah, transformation.
1: And this card is really pretty. Like it's purple and pink. I really like this version of the death card. She's oh, can like, I see it? Yeah. Oh, like she's holding her arms open and her hands open and and like it's kind of like the gunk is coming out of her like she's releasing it all into the earth,
0: yeah,
1: um, and her head is back, and she's like, letting it go she's looking up into the light and in this beautiful pinks and purples and she's letting it go and really also she's allowing it it is like what I was mentioning in the energy report it's like she's in this picture I really feel it like she's just like okay here it is let me feel it and then let me release it move it through that moves it out when you allow it that's right that's right cool yeah Okay.
0: okay So I am I drew a card from my Magic of Flowers Oracle and I actually drew Neroli which is what I drew a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. It's harmonious partnership.
1: Mm that's interesting.
0: I know. So um uh <laughs> what I mean, do you kinda, say I feel about like it? there's what? I said what do you want to say about it? I don't know. I feel like there's something I want to say about it. Well, let me look here in the description and see what stands out to me. Be willing to be vulnerable and authentic mm. with yourself and others. That's I the like phrase. that.
1: That is, if that's the phrase, that really makes sense with this. Because that's what I'm really tuning into too, being vulnerable, allowing whatever's coming up to come up.
0: Yeah. And, and then uh, one other phrase stands out to me too, because I have like a bunch of uh, potential meanings of the card and I look to see like what kind of glows on the page. Uh-huh. And the other one is... Be brave and commit to resolving any conflicts in your relationship, even mm. if it involves uncomfortable emotions or discussions. Mm.
1: That is totally in line. At first I was like, partnerships, how does that work? And then That's when why you I said like, those things, it like the uh, The
0: obvious assumption, I was like, nah, ah, no, there's more. That's why I yes. was making those noises of uncertainty. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you okay. panic? uh briefly oh you briefly panicked <laughs> okay the truth comes out there was one panicker here in the podcast today and it was you You <laughs> just want to be honest about it let it move through yeah definitely no shame in panicking Mm-mm. but anyway that really makes sense especially like the allowing whatever's coming up and then it seems like it could be related this week to a partnership to mm-hmm. to someone yeah. in your life in some kind of way, relationships. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. See Have us. a great week. It's a real crapshoot for everybody.